This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete, and in a, an instant, your world flips, and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you uh, to all my listeners. I encourage you to reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts on my show, any special talks that you would like me to give in the future. And if you'd be interested in being a guest on my show, I would love to hear your story and share it with all my listeners. Please reach out to me at loaradionetwork.com. My website is healthyminds.expert. My Instagram is Dr. G. Montgomery. And my email is gm.psych at gmail.com. I hope you are staying positively focused on the goals that you have set for your new year and that you're practicing your daily self-care rituals of self-love and affirming your worth and your value. Today, I'm going to talk on the topic of managing the many roles of a woman. How do we manage the many roles of a woman? And over time, the role of a woman has changed. And as women, we have taken on many more roles. The role of mother, wife, head of household, caretaker, community organizer, entrepreneur, employee, mentor, teacher, friend, coach, partner, and, and so many other roles. I can go on and on. And so how as a woman do we manage all the demands placed on us by the many roles that we perform? And I have to be honest with you, this is, is a, a, a task that I'm still working on, and it's just a progression. The more that I learn and the more that I grow, uh, I realize that each of us uh, has only been given in our present day 24 hours. And so really managing our time is 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 a very um 
it, it's a very important thing to learn how to best manage our 24 hours. And for me, um, oftentimes I wake up early and go to bed late at night or even sometimes early in the morning trying to check off my list of things to do. And so it is a challenging thing um, for me anyway. And so today what I want to do is offer three practical applications to how to help you manage the many roles of a woman. And the first step is really to prioritize your role. On any given day, you have to decide which role will take priority because the role that will take priority will be allotted more time than your other roles. And so, what you're doing is you're going to set for each role one task, only one task to complete for the day. And the role that takes priority will be given two to three tasks that need to be completed for that day. And so every day you're going to prioritize which role takes priority and allow that role two to three tasks to complete for the day and your other roles just one task and so again you want to on a daily basis decide which role is going to take priority the second step is really managing your time by creating a structured schedule that is um, set into one to two hour intervals with one to two tasks to be completed per interval. And so you want to structure your day into one to two hour intervals, whether that's, you know, your work hours, your time before your work in the morning, and then your time after work in the evening if you are a working mother. Um, or if you're not a working mother, but you have other multiple roles, again, you're scheduling your day into one to two hour intervals. And so that you can allot one to two tasks to be completed per interval. Okay. And you really want to uh, be mindful of your time. So oftentimes what I do is set an alarm. And I give myself either a one to two hour interval. And then when that alarm goes off after two hours, I have to, you know, check off, okay, what did I complete? What tasks did I complete for which role or how many tasks were completed in that interval of time and for what role? And you also want to make sure that you are allowing yourself a time to acknowledge when a task is complete, to just pat yourself on the back and acknowledge that, you know, give yourself permission to feel good that, yes, I got this done. You know, it does feel good to be able to check off the task, even if it's a small task, like putting clothes 
into the washing machine or changing clothes to the dryer or making a phone call or sending an email or communicating something by text. It can be very small tasks, but allow yourself an allotment of time, one to two hours to complete the task throughout your day. Sometimes you can also use uh, your schedule so the task could be done before morning. It could be done, you know, during your morning commute. The task can be completed during your break or your lunch time. Maybe you can do a conference call versus a face-to-face -face communication and also in the evening time. So you want to really break up your day into intervals of time in, so that you give yourself a chance to really complete the task that you set one task for each role and then two to three tasks for your priority role for the day the next step and the next step which is absolutely necessary is scheduling time for yourself even if it's only 15 minutes a day when you first wake up and before you go to bed because this 15 minutes a day is absolutely necessary for your mental, physical, and emotional health. And during this 15 minutes in the morning when you first wake up and right before you go to bed, this is your time to give yourself permission to be quiet, be still, be alone meditate, pray, speak your affirmations, set your priority for the day and the tasks that need to be completed, setting your schedule, and just really starting your day by taking deep breaths and, and being grateful, okay? Also, the 15 minutes before you go to bed, you want to spend some time reviewing the completed task that you did for the day. Reviewing and patting yourself on the back, your accomplishments for the day. Giving yourself a hug and being thankful for what you were able to accomplish on this day. Okay? And so the third step is really absolutely necessary, taking 15 minutes when you first wake up and before you go to bed to just be still, be quiet, allow yourself time to meditate, allow yourself time to do your affirmations, allow yourself time to review in the evening what tasks were completed, allow yourself a pat on the back or a hug and acknowledge what you've accomplished and just be grateful. Be grateful and express gratitude of what you were able to accomplish, okay? And so those are the three kind of practical steps. First, prioritize your role, assigning a task for each role and maybe two to three tasks for your priority role. Number two, managing your time by creating a structure during your day, allotted one to two hour intervals in which you can complete tasks. Be creative in your, you know, 
and how you manage your time, whether you're completing tasks in the morning, on your commute, during your breaks, during your lunch, in the evenings, and just really being able to uh, utilize your time as, as efficiently as possible. And then the third step is absolutely necessary. That is scheduling time for yourself, 15 minutes in the morning as soon as you wake up, and then 15 minutes before you go to bed. That's time for you to be quiet, be still, meditate, pray, and just kind of review in the evening time what you've accomplished. Then I want to give you just some things to remember because, you know, we're human. And, and at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that you're doing the best you can, you know, meeting the demands of all the roles that you, that you, uh, you know, that you perform. And so number one, remember, do not allow yourself to feel guilty or make yourself feel bad about, you know, whatever role you feel like you're falling short, you know, don't, you know, put guilt on yourself for being a bad mother, a bad wife, a bad employee, a bad employer, a bad friend. Because remember, you can only do your best on any given day. And your best effort is good enough. Some days will be better than others. So forgive yourself when you fall short of perfection on that day and give yourself permission to be human. Acknowledge what you have accomplished and focus on what you have done, what tasks have been completed. The next thing to remember is Rome wasn't built in a day. So small tasks completed daily eventually gets the job done and those goals completed. Remember to reach out for support. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Delegate tasks to those you trust. And remember that your strength comes from within and tapping into your higher power. And so it is absolutely necessary for you to spend 15 minutes a day in the morning before you wake up and in the evening so that you can check in with yourself and give time for yourself. I want you to join me on the second part of my show. I have a special guest, Crystal, who is the uh, is a wife and the mother of triplets, also a career woman, and she's going to share uh, her story and some of her insights on how to best manage the many roles of a woman. And with that, I just thank you uh, for listening and uh, stay tuned. Hello and welcome to part two of Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. I have my special guest with me today, Crystal. She is a married mother of triplets and a career woman. And today the topic of the show is managing the many roles of a woman. And with that, Ms. Crystal, you have multiple roles. Um, and so I just want to thank you for coming on to my show. Oh, and thank you, Dr. Uh, Erica. And um, I just want to start with, you know, how does a woman who is a wife, who is a mother of triplets, a career woman, uh, service community, uh, many organizations that you're a part of, 
and also church, church activities. How do you make it happen? Well, I will say that when I had my triplets, people said, how do you do it? And my answer was, how do you not do it? Um, if you're passionate about certain things, you have to figure out a means in which to keep your sanity, but to also make things work out. And I always say it takes a village. You know, there's that famous African proverb, it takes a village, and it truly does take a village. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do the many things that I have been able to do in my career um, with uh, raising triplets, with being in multiple uh, community service organizations and serving my church and believing in God. I wouldn't be able to do that without one, a, a strong foundation and spirit of, of, about myself, but then also having a very strong and solid husband who uh, picks up all those pieces that fall in between the cracks and, and don't get done. Because I'll tell you, there are things that fall between the cracks. There's nothing that's perfect about uh, you know, my life or anybody's life. Yeah, you just kind of have to try to figure out how to make it happen. And then I would say that I have the backing of, uh, you know, family and friends. I have um, my mothers in Jack and Jill. I have my sorority sisters in Delta Sigma Theta. I have my various mentors on the job uh, through the doctor's company and other companies that I've worked for. Um, and my church members at St. Giles Family Mass are just all very supportive. And so as I, you know, walk around and try to navigate and balance all of these things, um, there are, there's a great support system behind me. I think that's wonderful. And I think one of the things that I always, you know, say about you is that you are so organized and you find a way to make it seem so seamless, you know, juggling the multiple roles of, of a woman. And how do you manage your time? How do you do that? Well, you know, I don't sleep, <laughs> which is probably not very good, but, you know, I, I, I do try to sleep more at night, but there are times when my mind is still running and I still have kind of a tick list of things in my head. And I try to see, you know, can I get these things done as I think about it? So I'm constantly sometimes multitasking. I'm doing one thing, but I'm jotting to the side the other things that I have to accomplish. Or I might just send a quick text here and there just to make sure other things are are happening or I may have to do a little bit of delegating which is hard to do sometimes for myself it's hard for me one to say no but it's also hard for me to then rely on some other people to uh, take on those tasks but um, in a lot of instances if you're working in various settings and group settings with teams you have to rely on the people that you're working very closely with so um, I, I'm glad that you believe me to be the organized person <laughs> that I am but there's a lot going on and, and sometimes it's not as organized as you may think but I try to try to figure out how I'm going to fit it all in yeah and I think that's one of the things that you know I'm working on as a you know working mom and a wife and again a part of the organization Jack and Jill and we wear so many different hats in just managing the time of it and like you say, one of the biggest things to me is delegating because in my mind, I know how I want it done. I know that it's going to, if I do it, it's going to get done in a certain way. It's going to be efficient, but handing it off sometimes and delegating, you're, you have to trust that those people that you delegate to are going to get it done. It's going to be done well. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's not so easy. 
Right, right. And and I find myself, I mean, I'm constantly following up. So that that gives me my assurance that hopefully it's getting done. And then you kind of have a debriefing to uh, check in with people uh, to just kind of make sure everybody's on track with you. Yeah. Do you ever, I know, you know, from my kind of experience, do you ever feel guilty about not doing as much as you can for either one role that you have or another role when something gets neglected? Because I know sometimes Um, I kind of have that guilt, like, oh, you know, I should have done this or, you know, I should be better at that. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that I've run through periods of time in my life when I do feel a a bit guilty about certain things, like when I would focus maybe a bit more on my career because I wanted to advance in my career. And so that meant a lot more travel for work, which meant, you know, I wouldn't be with the kids as much. Um, and, you know, I would call the kids from the road feeling very guilty. And, and when I, when they'd get on the phone, they'd say, oh, mom, we're watching TV or mom, we're doing this. So, so they weren't feeling as badly as I thought they were feeling. <laughs> and so eventually I figured, you know, well, I can, I can try to do both. You know, I've, I've got to work on, uh, multiple aspects of my life. And, and if I'm not feeling that I'm able to feel good about myself, then I can't help others in their pursuits of happiness as well. So um, you do go through bouts of, of feeling guilty, I would say. And, and there's times when you wish you would, could do more and, and you just have to talk through how can I improve upon that or can I make some other sacrifices at certain points in my life where um, maybe I'm not doing as much or not being as successful as I once was because now I need to focus on this aspect of my life. So I think you have to kind of constantly assess where you are in, in your career with your family, you know, how your kids are progressing. Are they thriving or are they really drowning Um, and then you need to take another look at yourself and look at what you're doing and try to refocus your energies Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice you know one of the things that I always say is when I'm with my children I want to make sure that my attention is for my children like I want to be in the moment so that they're getting my undivided attention, just like when I'm with my husband, you know, making time for us just to be us too, and it be undivided. Or if I'm doing, you know, another project, you know, I always feel like, you know, if I can commit to myself to say, I'm going to be in the moment, 100% present when I'm spending time with my family or spending time, you know, at work, then it seems to help me manage some of the guilt that I might feel about not you know, being able to be there for every game or, or be present for every activity. It's just to commit to say, okay, well, when I am there, I'm going to be there 100%. I'm going to be present. Um, with all of these roles, Crystal, when do you find time for yourself? Oh, boy, that's that's a good question. I, I do squeeze it in. I do squeeze it in. I mean, I go to the hairdresser. I take a nap at the hairdresser. In fact, I was just there on Friday, and my hairdresser was like, Crystal, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm like, I don't understand. This is my nap time. Like, this is my solitude. Um, I do try to take a little vacation here and there to get away. I may go get my nails done. So I do try to slip it in. Um, but it's not as often as one day I hope it will be where I truly can kind of focus on uh, a little bit more on myself and on my health and, and, uh, on my well-being and peace of mind. 
Yeah, well, you did mention <laughs> that you try to go to church on a regular yes. basis. And I know for me, when I have a moment to go to church or I have a moment for prayer or meditation, that it just really is so um renewing and refreshing to say okay even if I just take five minutes to pray or I take five minutes to meditate or just five minutes to sit in silence it's I feel like that's time for me and that seems to be you know it, it helps me make it through the day a lot smoother well that that is very true I mean if I did not have church and God and have that strong faith um, there's a lot of obstacles around you and I would not be able to, I think, keep my um, uh, cool, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you have to, you have to have a, um, a higher being that you can really kind of just uh, sit with and uh, reflect and give some thought to the importance of life in general and, and reminding you of what, um, you know, you need to be focused on and have that uh, spiritual peace. And so that does give me a calm, I would say. Mm -hmm. Now with, with you, your triplets, I know that um, your daughter has gone off to college. Your two sons will be going off to college. That will definitely free you up with some more me time and, and time to get back to nurturing your marriage. How are you feeling about, you know, all of oh. your three children, you know, being out of the house. What are your thoughts? And Well, obviously, very mixed feelings, um, I would say, because, um, you know, having, my, having triplets, uh, for the most part, they, you would think they're all doing things at the same time. And so my daughter skipped first grade, and she's been ahead of the boys, but she's still always been here. Having her really leave was actually very depressing for me. I mean, I have to say, I went into a bit of a depression. I was sleeping in her room. I was just really not, not good, not good about it at all. And I think also now anticipating the boys leaving as well, um, just kind of brought my spirits down. Happy for them, but just realizing that how time flies by so quickly and um, that they truly are going to be moving on into um, where they won't need me as much. Um, and that, that is going to be an adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> you spend their whole life uh, planning for them and it, it's going to be an adjustment. I'm happy for them, obviously. Very happy for them. Yeah. And I think they kind of, as they get older, they need you in a different way. I always say, you know, they're more dependent on you when they're younger, but as they get older, it's more like you take a consultative role and they're consulting you on different decisions they have to make or different relationships. And so you still have that relationship, but it kind of like takes a different form. Um, well, that is, that is very true. When my, my daughter was leaving for college, she said, well, you know, mom, I'm not going to have time to be calling you and texting you and such, but she actually does call and text and FaceTime and her, her uh, conversations and needs are very different now. I mean, she is asking for advice. She's asking for you to maybe review something or, or just discuss um, her next phases of, you know, is this the right approach she should be taking? So it is great to see how she's matured and how she is utilizing both myself and, and my husband in a different way. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a, you know, I know you as, you know, a mom and Jack and Jill. I know that you do amazing things at your work. 
Um, I know that you are an excellent mother, that you know you are a committed wife, and in all of these roles, it really, uh, you have to wear different hats and, and really, you know, be the best you can for that role that you're playing. And so just kind of like with our last minute, are there any other words of wisdom that you can offer my listeners on how to best, you know, take on and manage the many roles of a woman? Uh, yeah, I would say first you have to take a deep breath. And I, I mean, there are some breathing exercises that I do and I was taught this. Um, because you can get very tense and emotional about things and, and sometimes things can be very overwhelming. And so you do have to figure out a way to take that time for yourself to just kind of breathe through and think about how am I going to pace myself? What is my next move going to be? And, and um, um, try, not, try, to, try to create that balance in your life but still try to incorporate the things that you feel are important into your life. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and just share, you know, your experience with my listeners. And um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Erica. I appreciate you too. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week. This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete. And in an instant, your world flips. And your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org.